happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And my guest this week is not only the head track and field coach at Frederick High School, he also happens to be the girls' flag football coach for the cadets. And we welcome back to the program Coach Rob Dixon. Coach Rob, how are you, sir? Good evening. Doing well. Thank you for having me on, Greg. Absolutely. Uh, we are about a month away from the start of fall sports practice, which means for you, uh, you'll be a little uh, busier this fall because you are coaching the uh, girls flag football team at Frederick High. How excited are you for the start of the season? And sort of tell us how this opportunity came about for you. Of course, we are jacked. Um, everyone is excited. The Frederick community um, alumni, staff, admin, obviously Coach Hammond, who sits on that committee. And we know that the Baltimore Ravens are very excited to have brought that to Frederick County. And yes, we are very busy. So what would traditionally be my off season with all of my staff, we are working hard to implement the fundamentals of flag football. So it is a new buzz. We know that FCPS registration just opened, I think, yesterday. So everyone is excited, very, very excited around Frederick. What are you guys able to do right now? Right now, we've been approved for uh, 12 sports-specific um, practices, which traditionally we weren't in the off-season. Um, so that means really we can teach girls the fundamentals of flag football. Um, Frederick and the Frederick community is very athletic when it comes to the young ladies. But traditionally, that has been, you know, the soccer, field hockey, cross country, track and field and basketball, which is big in this area. So really, we are just implementing fundamentals. OK, because the, the, the guys, uh, the football players have seven on sevens all summer. So so it, it seems only right that you guys have a bit of an opportunity, especially with the new sport, to get acclimated a little bit before the official start of, of fall sports practice. Correct. And we, everything in the U.S. lags behind big-time football. Um, I, I figure next season we will probably have a more um, designated set of girls that could actually play some competition in the summer. We have used these sessions literally on, you know, 0 to 10 versus, you know, 10 to 100. Passing, catching, do you understand the positions on offense? Do you understand the positions on defense? And we've even... Um, against my traditional training standards, done a little less conditioning and more just football X's and O's. How, how many girls do you anticipate coming out for the team at Frederick High? Um, I think we'll have 20 or more. Um, I think that number will be between 20 and 25 to 30. The Ravens have been gracious enough to grant us 30 um, customized uniforms. So we can take up to 30. I think that we will have uh, more than 30 girls try out. So we will have some decisions to make. Yeah, you're going to have to make cuts. That'll be, that'll be, that'll be tough uh, right off the bat for you. Yeah, it will be challenging. We know that the sport and the purpose and intent is to expand athletic opportunities for young ladies at the high school level. So we don't want to whittle that down much. Um, we want to get our staff to the point that maybe and hopefully Frederick County opens it up to, to have a, a varsity and even some JV games or a developmental teams. Um, but we're not at that point yet. You have daughters, Coach Rob. What, what was your reaction when you learned that Frederick County was uh, trying to start a girls flag football varsity sports program? 
I was excited. Um, my, my boss, the big boss over at Frederick, Coach Hammond, who we all know has done an amazing job at Frederick during her entire tenure there on the athletic and administrative end, started buzzing this around last year. And we noticed some traction started last year, but it did not stick. And thankfully, Kevin Kendro and Coach Hammond both kind of stayed along with the Ravens and made it happen this year. So, um, yeah, my daughter was excited, although she's a volleyball player. I don't think I'll get her on the football field. Um, she's a runner and a jumper, so she'll be with the with the up-and-coming uh, cadet volleyball team. But it's exciting. Again, the more opportunities we have for um, young ladies and young men, but we know in the U.S. men have traditionally had a monopoly on sports. Um, Title IX allows us to expand things at the collegiate level. And when you have entities like the Ravens and Frederick County Public Schools that want to create those opportunities for young ladies at the high school level, it's very exciting. So I'm happy to be a part of building a championship program. What, what, what sort of opportunity do you think this is for young girls? Well, I think the lid is going to blow off of this thing like uh, popcorn at the movie theater. Um, I think in the next three to five years, or my window may be even a little longer than some of my professional colleagues that I speak to that are referees or coaches, um, colleges are going to pick this up. The NFL has their hands in it now. The NCAA, when they figure out a way to get it on TV and maybe monopolize it a little bit, um, they're going to pick it up. If I'm not mistaken, the, the USA women's team has a game at, a, at six o'clock today. I'm not sure what age group that is, but I think they play Mexico um, maybe for a championship. So um, the international appeal, the Olympic appeal, the NCAA appeal, um, and maybe even a league developed uh, in the United States where young ladies can make a living doing it, I think that time is coming. So um, I think being on the cutting edge of it as a county in a, in a beautiful state like Maryland is important. We can lead the way. Um, Frederick looks to win the inaugural championship and then maybe set the tone for the rest of the state in helping other counties bring it to fruition. Your, your, your expertise is in track and field. You've coached uh, state track and field champions before, uh, team champions and individuals. What is your level of expertise when it comes to flag football and, 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 and coaching young ladies playing flag football? Yeah, it's limited compared to my coaching staff and compared to some of the coaches I know in the county. Um, but I've been around sports for for probably 45 of my 45 years. Um, I went to an amazing football school, West Virginia University, um, in my fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I watched a lot of guys develop and go into the pros and play at a high level at the D1 level. Um, football is football. Flag is a little different. So um, I think that my challenge will be taking the extensive knowledge I have from football and not from a coaching standpoint. I don't want to take anything away from the many great football coaches that are in Frederick High School and at Frederick County, um, but I know the game. My son played. Um, I'm a student of the game and sports. I know the terminology, um, and we come from the video game generation. So when it's all said and done, if you have no clue what's going on, you pick up the latest Madden edition, and you start pressing the buttons and you can get yourself <laughs> up. <laughs> right. But that's not the expertise I'm bringing to the, to the table. Um, Coach Chris Hartley and Coach Jamal uh, Garner are going to come in as my defensive and offensive coordinators, respectively. 
And what I don't know, they know and have 10 to 20 years of experiences on both sides of the ball. Um, we also have Coach Darian Little coming in to help us out, Coach Nicole um, and Coach Dory. All are, are, are either Frederick alumni or grew up in the Frederick area and have a passion for the students. So Coach Hammond has allowed us to put together an amazing staff. And I have two coordinators that I think they can hold their hat with anybody in the county when it comes to football, period, and more specifically with flag. What, what made you want to be a coach and sort of tell us about the process of how you actually got the job at Frederick High? So um, I love coaching. As you know, I, I spent a lot of time at the school, and, and the first opportunity I had was on the girls' side in 2016. You spoke about that previously. We've been able to build a championship culture. And um, I, I put myself out because I was available. It's, it's an off-season for me. I didn't want Coach Hammond to have to work very hard to stress about the logistics of bringing someone in that knew the system, fingerprinting, backgrounds, the courses that the coaches have to check, and even management, right, the building, storage, uh, access to the facilities. My excitement was twofold, right? My daughter's coming in as a freshman, although, although she will not play the sport, will be there all the time, right? We live at Frederick. Um, and I was excited to lead a group of um, coaches and adults that have a passion for the kids and just help create a championship culture. I think what I may lack in flag-specific experience, I think I bring a plethora of championship program experience that will, that will offset anything that I might not know specifically about the X's and O's of flag football. Uh, tell us about the preparation process and what you've been doing to prepare because you're really starting this team from scratch. Absolutely. So um, what we did was we really sat down and everyone put their vision on paper and we brought, you know, what would be realistic for the young ladies and what would be a stretch. We came up with a practice plan for our 12 sessions. And we, again, we focused very heavy on the fundamentals, gripping the ball, catching the ball, proper footwork, um, defensive stancing. Uh, stance, offensive positioning, knowing the positions. Um, so our prep went more with just ordering equipment, trying to master the rules. The field is a different size. The scoring is different. Um, how you hold and manage the ball is different. Um, penalties are going to be called different. So, so we have to learn and grow with our referees and understanding what's permissible play and what's a little bit outside the lines. So we really have just engrossed ourselves in basic fundamentals. Um, Frederick High School does not lack athletes. So that wasn't a concern for us and having access to athletes. It was more converting the athletes into flag football players. What sort of feedback have you gotten so far from the community, but both your players, the, the girls uh, who want to come out for the team and, and parents and uh, Frederick High alumni, just what, what has the reaction been around this starting so far? Yeah, so if you know anything about me, I love to talk. So we've been running our mouth about it a lot and getting people excited. I would say excitement. That, that's the word I would choose to use. There's a lot of pride in the Frederick High School community, the feeder schools, um, the alums, the donors, uh, the staff that work there, we, we take a lot of pride in being cadets and championship cadets. And although I did not have a lot of time after coming off a great track and field season to put it together, we have gained momentum. We have parents that wanna help. We have boosters that are planning meetings and fundraisers. We 
Um, we have our, our, our vendors that are stepping up to say, you know, hey, let's get things ordered and how can we help the girls? Parents are buying mouthpieces and, and balls to practice at home and cleats. So the program is percolating. And Coach Hammond, again, has allowed us to develop, meet, and use the facilities, um, reach out to other teams and ask if they would be willing to allow their girls to work with us. Um, girls basketball has been amazing. And Coach Nate, with letting his young ladies that are coming in, come out and practice with us as they do basketball also. Um, again, track and field, our coaches are amicable to it. Um, we've even gotten some of the boys to peek over every once in a while and look at what we're doing and some of the guys' coaches. And we seek some of their approval, right? We want to make sure we're doing things the right way. And if you can get a head nod from Coach Catton over there as the head coach of the guys or, you know, Coach EJ Wallace or, or Coach Dane Wallace can kind of come over and peek and say, hey, it looks good, Rob. You know, those girls are pulling flags and, you know, um, they're excited and, and I can see it. That feels good to our staff because we we kind of are the little sister program per se, and you want to look up to your big brother. Um, so we're looking for that approval, but it is very exciting. That that's the word I would choose to use with the entire community. We are excited about doing well and winning with our flag football program. Well, what, what sort of impact do you think this will have on the other sports uh, throughout the year? Um, I think I think it will present some challenges. I think some programs. Um, particularly the ones that are during the same season are going to have some decisions to make about, you know, some of their young ladies that may want to do both sports or some of their young ladies that may want to leave a sport and just try flag for a season and then come back. Um, those are decisions that the parents and those student athletes have to make. We, we don't want to steal athletes. I don't want that to be the theme. Do we want to be fast? Do we want to be athletic? Do we want to, um, be aggressive, yes. But if if a person is a life, um, a person has played the sport their entire life, and a parent doesn't want to take them to try flag football, we understand that. Some of the feedback has been great. Um, you're getting my girls in shape, and by the time you hand them to me for indoor track or basketball, which which we know is in the winter, they should have a higher level of fitness because we're running around in 90 plus degree weather the last two weeks. It's been very hot. And then some programs are going to send a clear message to some of their student athletes that our program is pretty competitive and we, you know, we, we prefer you not participate in both. So we've gotten both reactions. Uh, give me the sales pitch. Uh, this is a brand new thing. I'm sort of on the fence uh, of playing flag football. I, I, I play other sports uh, in, in the fall. Give me, give me the sales pitch. Why should I play uh, flag football for Frederick High? So my sales pitch would be, you know, this is a decision for you as a student athlete and your family, but I'd like to invite you out to practice to meet our amazing coaching staff, several of which work in the building and can provide a comprehensive extracurricular program for you. Um, if they're an underclassman, you say, hey, you could try this. And then if it doesn't fit you, go back to your team. Um, but we're going to have fun. We're going to be competitive. And this is a new avenue for young ladies to expand on their education and receive scholarships in some smaller programs that have already reached out to us. And we can honestly say in the next two to four years that this is going to be an Olympic sport and possibly a huge NCAA opportunity. You, you, so, you think it'll happen that fast in the next two to four years? Uh, it'll be in colleges and, and maybe even the Olympics. 
Yes, I know that it is in some small colleges. Um, again, I don't have my facts lined up, but I think some NAIA schools have picked it up. I think some smaller D3s have picked it up. We actually had a young lady, which you probably meant, that was at our inaugural event that is really working hard to expand it at that level. I have some guys that are referees in the Philadelphia um, and Delaware area that saying that the buzz is already there um, with it getting on the Olympic panel. We spoke to the USA flag group um, that said that it's already being reviewed by the Olympic teams, um, the Olympic committee, excuse me. So yeah, I give it, I give it that window. I mean, heck, five years goes by pretty fast. So even if it's in five years, if you could say five years from now, you and I have this conversation again, and let's say an Ivy League picks it up. We know football started with Harvard and Yale, I believe. So if you get it to that level in the next five years, Division One, then I just think the top's going to blow off of it. Do most of your players, do they have a basic understanding of football, or are you having to start from very scratch, like explaining to them basic, this is, this is a play, this is how this works, this is how that works? What's the level of understanding uh, with your players? I would divide it in thirds. I, I would say about 33% of our student athletes have a football player in their family. Dad coached, brother plays. They played in the backyard. They played at summer camp. They were one of the girls that wanted to jump in with the boys during gym class. Then I would say the next third, the middle third, are athletic, but maybe they're just basketball players. They don't watch or have a concept of the pigskin. They don't. They know a touchdown is a score, but they don't know how many points it is. Um, they're, they're rough around the edges, but they're going to get caught up quick, and then, then I'll be at 66% of understanding. And then I would say another third probably doesn't have a clue. They may be incoming freshmen that are athletic. Uh, they may have played some other sport in their life, but they were a young lady that never threw, caught, tagged, pushed, tackled, or even jumped into a football game in their life. But they're athletic, and they just want to come learn it. So I would say we have three levels, and we've built a program where we, we take everything and meet the athlete where they are and move the group along collectively. So some people will understand the intricacy of a cover one versus a cover three. Some won't have a clue of what a cover even is. But you walk through that in practice and you show them how to get into it, out of it, what's the cause, and you initiate the language. Um, and then they go, oh, right, the light bulb comes on and then we scrimmage and run it in a game situation and you see who knows it and who doesn't. So um, it's three levels of understanding. How do you and your staff as coaches, how do you adjust to sort of accommodate all three of those groups? Because you don't want to be dumbing it down too much for the players that are experienced, but at the same time, you have to get everyone up to speed too. Absolutely. So pre-planning is important. Um, in today's technology, we meet often. We, we fly text around probably uh, two or three times a day with our feedback. And then we make adjustments. We, we write, we write pra practice plans. I think a lot of coaches over trust what they have in their head and they come out to practice and try to wing it. We, we're running a script. So we, we do our basic warm up, then we do our basic translation drills, right? What's going to make them better football players. And then we break them down into groups, right? You go to offense, you go to defense, you go to passing, you go to uh, receiving, you go to defending. Um, and we allow the student athletes to, to take breaks and ask questions. Um, and then we reevaluate post-practice, you know, Hey, was that great? Or were they lost? Did they get it? 
Um, but we start low and we work our way up um, and we try to keep the level of understanding fundamental versus intricate. We believe that once we select our team, we will have a high enough level of athleticism that we then can get very intricate with our offense and defensive schemes. So right now we're going to use these sessions before our tryouts to build as much fundamental skill as we can. Uh, the general overview, this is seven-on-seven seven football, right? And the, and the games are roughly an hour. They're not supposed – they're designed to not take much more than an hour. Um, and each possession starts on what? The the 15-yard the, the line, is that right? Yeah, starting on the 14th, the 14-yard line, and then you have a 20 – you have 20 – every 20 yards is what we would consider a foot a first down okay. in traditional football. You, you reset, right? You live to fight for four more downs as soon as you get to the 20 um, and you're and you're running to the end zone, which is, you know, the full field is 100, but the, the touchdown is the 80 yards on either side. And you're running with a condensed, a condensed field. So it's a, it's less wide than a traditional field. But yes, the game is faster. It's less timeouts. Um, your timeouts are quicker. Your halftime is only three minutes. Um there will not be a lot of downtime like we know in the traditional uh, uh, men's football game. The girls will be running and flying around a lot. You get the flag, you take the flag off, you got a 26-second play clock, the ref blows the whistle, it's back up, right? Like play calling and running in plays from the quarterback, and you're not going to have a lot of that going on. You have to have a very fast-paced, savvy team that can make adjustments on the fly because we don't have, you know, three timeouts per half or something like that to use. It's going to be very fast games. Are, are there running plays too? It's not just all passing, right? Correct. So, so there is running, there is some passing behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and there is some very specific in, um, intricacies with, 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 there's not blocking. So it's non-contact. Right. Um, they so can, they can shield. They can shield and guard with their hands behind their back. But, yes, there is running. You literally can just get the ball to somebody and take off. Okay. And, and the field is 80 yards long, right? It, it's about an 80-yard long field and about 30 to, 30 to 40 yards wide. And uh, if you decide to punt, the other team just takes over at their own 14, right? Is, is that Correct. how it works? You have, you have that option if you, if you go for it. Um, you can go for it if you make it. You continue to keep the possession. If you fail to make it on your go for it per se, they take over where you last possessed the ball. And, and same with if the turnover. Same, sorry, same with the turnover too, right? Uh, you take over at the at the spot correct. of the turnover, correct? Correct. And if you take the punt, you're right. You get some time to walk it back to their starting point. Right. So, That's so, my understanding. Yeah. So every possession, generally, uh, minus the turnovers and the and the failed uh, fourth downs, will start on 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 the 14 yard line. What what do you think, Coach Rob? The football will look like uh, in these early stages of the season. Um, I think it's going to be less passing and more running. I think that some of your more polished teams. There are some teams in the in the county that have club or done like community leagues. I think they may be a little more highly polished on the ability to create a pass under pressure. I think some newer teams like us. Um, We'll, we'll have to lean on, you know, some running and some very fundamental things. And then you got to make people miss, right? The biggest challenge of flag is the flag, right? It's not moving the football. 
It's not getting the ball moving forward. I believe that most teams in the county will be able to get the ball past the line of scrimmage. What happens then? How quickly can you get the flag? Um, if you miss one flag pull, two yards turns into a touchdown, right? Five yards turns into 20. So I think that's what's significant. It will be rough. Um, I think that girls uh, will be bumping each other a lot. I think they will be a lot of um, unintended contact. Uh, until they learn how to position their bodies in a way that they they avoid those those mishaps. What are your expectations uh, for your players? Because it's not all just to come out and have a good time. I mean that that's part of the experience, obviously. But 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 you 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 have certain standards and expectations too. Absolutely. Um. Again, Coach Hammond and the administration at Frederick have allowed us to create and maintain a very high standard. Um, we want young ladies that are going to remain eligible. Um, we, we do not want behavioral issues. We will not tolerate those. We want families that are going to come out and be consistently working hard. We want high fitness levels. We'll test a mile. We'll test push-ups. We'll, we'll see who can throw the feathers. Um, we, we're working on footwork. So we want to come in with a mentality of winning in three levels, right? Citizenship, academics, and athletics and, and in that order. And that's how we've built all of our successful programs, at least that I've had a chance to be affiliated with. Be a great citizen. That allows you to remain focused on your academics, focus on your academics so you can be eligible. And when those collegiate opportunities come, we don't have to have grade-based discussions and then go win. We, we, we're not putting this work in to lose. If you know me, um, we, we are coming for the championship and whoever stands on the other side of that, um, we don't care. We just know we plan to be there. Ur Urbana's had a bit of a head start. They've been doing this for a couple of years through Frederick County Parks and Rec. Are, are, are they the team to beat uh, as we get started here? Um, I'm not sure. I, traditionally, Urbana's always the team to beat in Frederick County. Um, but yes, I know that they've done a great job. I had some limited um communication with their coach because last year um, when we were building this, there were some uniforms ordered and he was like, Hey, I got these, you know, if you guys want to use them for practice or just get them to the girls, let me know. Um, so yeah, we know the buzz is that they have multiple teams. They have a large amount of girls trying out. They've been running their league for a while. So I would say there's a little bit of a target on their back, um, but I don't want to speak for them with, with what they're doing in their program. Um, I, I know that we'll be able to be competitive. Um, we don't have them on our schedule in the regular season, um, but I think that, you know, hopefully the level of athleticism and competitiveness that we always have, we'll see each other at some point, and I'm looking forward to it. it, it it's kind of cool because uh, to some degree, no one knows what to expect. No one knows what it's going to look like. I mean, this is a brand new for everyone, so, so we're going to be learning on the fly here uh, in, in a lot of ways. Yes, and I think in all fairness, we all have to be patient. We, we have to be very patient, particularly with the referees. We are all competitors and we all get very intense. And I'm one of them. You know, you're, you're, you're going to see more sweat from me than you usually do in a track meet, number one, because it's, <laughs> it's hotter, right? It's yeah. a little bit more intense. And, and track meets, you got two days, you got 18 events. Like, this is it, right? Like, th th these games are going to come down to one play, one person, one ball sometimes. So I think if we just step back and breathe and we understand what we're doing, we're trying to create another opportunity for our young ladies. We're, we're, we're not trying to make it so competitive and tight 
that that it becomes um, bad, right? We want to keep it good. We want to keep it clean. But I think it will be intense. I know the girls in the county are chirping, right? They got family members that go to <laughs> other schools. They play each other in multiple sports. They grew up, you know, um, people change addresses and go to different schools and who you play with in your AAU league, excuse me. So they're ready to get at it. Um, but I think patience will be needed in some situations because it's new for all of us. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a walk in the park for you because you're used to these all-day track meets where, where you spend all day. Like, this is an hour. Like, you, like you're done in an hour. So you, you, you're going to feel like in some senses, I bet, like, is that it? Is, 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 is the game over already? <laughs> right, right. And, and what we've tried to do as a staff is, is make sure that because we're so used to being on Zoom, that we don't put the program and the development in a Zoom phase for the student athletes. We have to slow down and back things up and allow them to feel comfortable asking questions, right? Like, what is the line of scrimmage? That's an okay question. Ask that, right? Like, what happens if I throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage? Am I allowed to do that? So those are some of the things we're trying to iron out right now um, so that, yes, when we select these young ladies, that they have the fundamental understanding of football, and then we can get very aggressive with our play calls. Are you able to call upon your experience uh, as a track and field coach? I mean, I, I, I'm sure you can do that to some to some degree, or is this like totally different and, and totally um, sort of out of your comfort zone? So it's both, but I'm very comfortable with it because, again, as I spoke and alluded to earlier, I've been around sports at such a high level for so long it was second nature. Um, and uh, being in the building and knowing what Coach Hammond expects that was a little easy. I am a football fan. So if you're a football fan, you understand um, the game. And then I'm a teacher at nature too, right? So then you know what the breakdown. And then in today's age of instant access to the internet, you follow a coach here or there, you take all of his drills. I go steal some stuff from our amazing football team. And then before you know it, you got a program. But I give all the credit to you know, the guys that I was blessed to be able to bring in, you know, Coach Jay and Coach Chris on the offense and defensive end, these guys have had their hands in football like I have had my hands in track for the past uh, 10, 15 years. So I can almost step back and be more of an athletic director of flag football while they are the X and O's guys. And that's going to be our, our advantage, right? I'm a second set of eyes to them. Um, I like movement. That's the piece that I bring from track. How are you moving? Hip level, shoulder level, pad level, footwork, attention to detail, fitness. Um, and again, the other coaches that we were able to bring in uh, on our staff, Nicole Dory and Coach Day, are fitness-based coaches. So getting the girls in shape is what we're going to do and handing great athletes to the two coaches that know how to develop them into great football players that's how we're structured was it important for you to have a woman on your staff just just someone that the girls could relate to absolutely i think that's fair and realistic and some people want to avoid that conversation but i can't be in the locker room i can't handle girl on girl issues i can't handle um some of the physical or even mental health issues that a, a young female athlete may have um sometimes my communication may be incorrect um, and I, we all use each other as buffers to make sure that we're delivering the right message the right way 
at the right time. That's important too. Sometimes you got to step away and revisit it. We also have a very supportive group of mothers that are going to come in um, and support us and some fathers. I'm not just going to say team moms. Um, we have some parents that are going to come in behind us and help with fundraising and help with dinners the day of the game and, and help with transportation and, and things like that. But absolutely, the, the female staff that we have in the building, in the counseling department, in the administration department, in the teaching department, and those that are on all of my staffs, um, even in track and field, are amazing. And, and we are great because we have them. Who's your football team? Who's your, who's your NFL team? Oh, I'm an Eagles guy. You're an um, Eagles I grew guy. Up in Wilmington, Delaware. I am. Um, I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, and obviously we don't have any professional teams there. So I was a Mike Quick, tall, white socks, Herschel, Walsh, Herschel Walker, um, Randall, Buddy Ryan. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham, yeah. And then I went to WVU. So obviously we cheered for the Mountaineers in college, but I kind of fell in love with Pittsburgh too, with, with the Rooney hiring. Uh, uh, Mike, you know, Mike Tomlin, Rooney yeah. Rule and then initiate the hiring of Mike Tomlin. So I'm a Pennsylvania football guy. I'll okay. put it that way. So, so you were pumped to see your Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I think they've done an amazing job. And even back in, um, I think they won one in 17 or 18 um, and, and then was able to come back. Yeah, I think that the quarterback is amazing and the system that they have is amazing. Tight end, amazing. So yeah, I think it's a good, tough town. Um, and I think their football reflects the integrity of, of, of that town. Philadelphia is a, is a great place. I have many friends there. Uh, many football coaches. Yeah, we're running short on time here in the, la in the final minute. I hear Coach Rob, but a quick word about your track and field team. Uh, you, your boys finished second in the state to TJ. Yeah, so um, we never like to lose. And hats off to the staff at TJ. They've built a comprehensive program. Um, and, and we feel as though we'll be, we'll be, we'll be competitive with them for multiple um, years. We weren't even expected to be in the running. Uh, we knew early on in the season we had some injuries, take some guys away from us. So we didn't expect to do that well. We are super proud of the guys that hung on and scraped for every point that we could get, and we ended up getting that second. And we had some amazing postseason performances too. Big shout-out uh, to my guy, Nashawn McKinney-Spear, um, Coach KJ, uh, Coach EJ, Coach Hannah, Coach Jada, Coach Dory, all the team moms, uh, uh, Lena and Miss Doye. You know, this guy went down to nationals and jumped 24 feet one. Uh, that's amazing. Quarter, I believe. And amazing jump. And he put it together on the last jump of his high school career, right? Imagine going out with a bang. And he's blessed to have uh, uh, received some money and is going to uh, continue his education at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. They have an amazing new coach there that took an interest in him. So we're very excited for him and our young program coming up. So yeah, it's good to have both trophies in Frederick County. Um, shout out to uh, Liganor. I mean, uh, excuse me, Catoctin, who also brought one home and uh, Urbana. And uh, we, we were excited. There's a team picture. There's a Frederick County picture that someone has out there. You should get your hand. Oh, we ran out of time with Coach Rob, but uh, my thanks for all of his uh, great insight. Uh, we look forward to the start of girls' flag football season. Fall sports practice starts August 9th, um, and uh, the season starts August 30th. Five games at Frederick High will be the host. Uh, five inter-county matchups on August 30th at Frederick High School as we look forward to the start of girls' flag football as a varsity sport in Frederick County 
and everyone thinks it's going to take off and it'll be across the state in very short order. So my thanks to Coach Rob Dixon for coming on. My thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, Thanks to producer Graham Cullen. And uh, we will see you back here next week on The Final Score. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 